from a bunker in beautiful Parkchester, the Bronx, it's electoral dysfunction. Now, here's your host, Tom Brennan. Hey, everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of Electoral Dysfunction. Uh, and, oh boy, big news this week uh, in the great state of New York, where we record out of, uh, where uh, the governor who was America's hero in 2020 uh, and the governor of New York, who as of this recording is still Andrew Cuomo, uh, uh, he, uh, ooh, he's in trouble. Uh, ooh, boy, is this guy in trouble. And uh, to talk about it with me uh, is, as always, Bloomberg Opinion's own Robert George. Robert, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm doing okay, Tom. And you know the uh, all of our all of our fans, the many fans of uh, electoral dysfunction. You know, the if this was like a, if this was a you know if if this had been um, one of our pandemic um, you know uh, you know Zoom video shows, they would realize exactly how much of a bonus episode this is because. Both of us are like, you know, sort of in this uh, kind of, uh, you know, kind of casual, you know, short sleeve shirt, uh, you know, middle of summer, you know, kind of look, you know, I don't even have my, I don't even have my like, you know, like my regular, you know, dress shirt on kind of thing. Uh, so it's, th this is a yeah. very special, this is a very special bonus episode. And I'm wearing pajama and, pants, not that anyone would have been able to see that in the Zoom episode anyway. Well, you know, one thing is for the last year and a half, the, the, the big secret that uh, people may not know is that I haven't been wearing pants at all, but that's yeah. but, but perhaps well, you know who did know that Attorney General Tish James, who as you brought up in charges, <laughs> I have her right here. Come on, in. Uh, there we you know, go. On there the we pajama go. pants side, completely off topic. At least once during the pandemic, I did a job interview where I wore a blazer, a tie, button-down shirt, and pajama pants. So, <laughs> there you go. This is this is good. This is good. I missed that much but, of the pandemic, but fortunately, but, it's making a comeback. But also making but, but a Tom, comeback Tom, uh, is bad news you, back home. <laughs> you 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 hinted at you hinted at this, and it really does kind of show. Um, my goodness, what the uh, you know what a what, what can happen in a year? You know. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Andrew Cuomo, and we we might also mention to talk about this a little bit later too. You know, a Andrew Cuomo and his brother Chris Cuomo were like, you know, the kind of the golden, you know, the golden boys. You know, chuckling about sibling rivalry and all of this kind of stuff like a, a year ago. And not only do not not only do we have a situation where Andrew Cuomo is about, you know maybe two or three weeks, maybe a month or so away from, from impeachment, which by the way, um, would mean that um, this would be three years, you know, this would be three consecutive years, I believe, where there have been, you know, there would have been Im impeachment hearings of some form or, um, of another going from 2019, where it started with, uh, it started with Trump into 2000, into 20, when we had more hearings and then 2021 because of the, uh, of the, of the, of the um, insurrection. And now, and, and, and now this, so uh, yeah, th these these significant, you know, national figures uh, will have had, you know, multiple years of multiple years of impeachment. And oh, by the way, uh, my 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 uh, uh, my friendly Americans, my friendly uh, electoral dysfunction listeners, um, if you thought um, that national impeachment is kind of complicated and you try and figure out exactly all the moving pieces, you'll really love what goes on in New York because it's yeah. even worse. I just wanna say the important lesson here is that if you're a bully from Queens and I've never voted for you, you're gonna get impeached. Uh, actually, oh, right. I may have voted I, I for Cuomo in 2010. Kind of All right. Yeah. 
<laughs> I may have voted for him back in 2010. I don't remember, uh, but I, you know, uh, I said, how, 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 uh, how, how anxious did Andrew Cuomo make me? I said, you know what? I'm going to vote for an actor with no experience to be in charge of one of the largest economies in the country, <laughs> planet even. Uh, but yeah, Andrew Cuomo. So let's talk. Let's go back. Uh, these allegations of sexual harassment began towards the end of last year. And even I think uh, maybe maybe one of them was something that was was really sounded like it could be criminal activity. The rest of them were not good. They did not reflect well on the governor. They were gross. Uh, but it was questionable whether or not you would consider them to be things that rise to the idea of criminal conduct uh, or, uh, and, and, or, or we, impeachable offenses. And, and as we do know, as we know, as we do know from, from from Trump impeachments and even going back forward with going even going further back with you know Nixon and Nixon and and Clinton, um, uh, impeachable <laughs> impeachable offenses do not always have to be criminal offenses. And the, the impeachment basically means that a significant percentage um, of, of, of a legislature believes that your uh, actions are, are so egregious that you no longer uh, should be uh, allowed uh, a, a, a highly elected um, um, position. And, and that can be uh, what that level is in in the in the U.S. Constitution, it says high crimes and misdemeanors. Uh, the language in the New York State um, Constitution is is more amorphous than that. So again, it comes down to what the legislature deems as uh, you, you crossing a line which is not clearly demarcated. Yes, I would say though probably one would assume that in order to, despite that fact, like in order to get impeached, you'd probably have to. Uh, commit actions that could be considered criminal and, you know, sort of criminal abuse of your office. And woo boy, <laughs> did Attorney General of the state of New York, Tish James, come back with some, uh, some, some findings that I think, you know, the word, I'll put it this way, uh, I won't out who, who they are because I know they don't like me talking about them uh, too much on, uh, on, uh, in, in public social media, et cetera, spheres. So narrow it down to one of my parents. Uh, but people <laughs> I know who are huge supporters of the governor to this point, uh, no longer supporting him. And uh, that's rough. Like that's, you know, that means it, it is, it is sort of cross that threshold. The things we've heard, uh, you know, so, so make, basically make your, your parents, basically your parents are right up there with Joe Biden, you know, that's right. Yeah. I mean, in many ways. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you like, if you like Irish Catholics from the Northeast who never shut the hell up. Uh, but um, in, in, their, in, in their, uh, in their, in their seventies, right. But all of them are all in the seventies. Oh right? yeah. They all look great though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but the, uh, so what the attorney general found was everything from just sort of uh, maybe like aggressively inappropriate behavior to full on, you know, physical, uh, uh, you know, groping, uh, just terrible behavior. Uh, mingle mamas was my favorite expression that came out of this, which was just ugh, uh, stories of a, of a state trooper having their, uh, their, their breasts fondled. It's really loathsome. Well, well, actually, to, I, I want to be very clear here. I, 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 um, I, I don't, I think I think the breast I think oh, okay. the breast fondling um, involved a different individual who was on staff in the governor's office the the the, um, right. the, the, the state trooper 
um, he started making suggestive comments about um, uh, about when when she wears a gun, and he right. then started to like touch her area in between her in between her breasts and let's say just oh, Lord above her waist above her waist area. Let's oh. put it let's kind of put it that way. Uh, yeah, and and I, and I I think by the way, uh, in in its own way, I think this um this the story that the um the story that the uh, that the state trooper tells, it, you know, can be, it, it, I won't call it a smoking gun, but it is the one that um, is, is most- It would have been if she had had it on her at the time. Uh. <laughs> oh, very good line there, my friend. Um, that is a high caliber pun, ding, ding, ding. Uh, I, it, it is, you know, in its own way, you know, could be the most damaging to um, um, to to the governor in in a, in a couple of in a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, number n- number one, uh, it is it's it's alleged, and and the 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 report basically kind of su- supports um, the the the, um, the, uh, the 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 description that the trooper put in there. Um, she had been in her particular position as a state trooper um, for two years. And to be switched from uh, where she was as a state trooper to the governor's security detail, an individual has to be, uh, has to have accrued three years of service. She had only, she had only two. And the, um, the, the, the charge is that the, 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 um, the governor stepped in and Basically, detailed her to his um, to, to his security. Um, basically, um, based on because of he liked her looks. That that seems to be that seems to have been the, that that seems to be in the case. And uh, a a, a, uh, a news reporter, I think it was from the Sun. I don't remember whether it was from the the, the Times Union or whether it was one, one of the upstate papers. Um, Contacted the governor's office and said, "Why was this special dispensation made for this trooper? Trooper, and this is be this question was raised, you know, before the allegations had come out. Why was this special dispensation made um, for, um, you know, for this trooper over here?" And the the um, the governor's office, you know, got into high dudgeon and said, "How dare you even raise that question? You only do this because it's a because it's a female officer, and you should be ashamed of yourself." When in fact, the question was completely and totally appropriate. Now, what's interesting is, and and I, I don't think I don't think I've seen um, much more reporting of these two particular stories that that I find rather interesting. Um, uh, a few months before this account encounter with the the, the, the reporter, with, excuse me, with the trooper happened, um, that we had a story that 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 the, my, one of my alma mater uh, papers broke, the New York Post, that uh, the 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 governor learned that uh, one of his daughters, I think it was Carrie um, Cuomo, um, was having a consensual relationship. Um, with um, a male trooper um, who was on his security staff, right. and uh, he finds <laughs> out about this, and oh, lo and behold, this guy gets exiled to got, the Canadian, um, yeah, to the Canadian like border. Yeah, he reassigned to protect a weather station 
off the coast of Toronto. Now, what's 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 interesting about what now at the time everybody was kind of chuckling because you know yeah. we had all been taken in a year ago by oh you know the 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 overprotective the overprotective governor and oh we're we're inviting the we're inviting the boyfriend to dinner and all everybody was chuckling about kind of the, yeah. This. Plus, when you look at uh, the lack of expenses, it's a lot cheaper in that part of the world. So technically, they were defunding that specific police. <laughs> police. But but here's the here's the interesting point. Uh, when when the Post asked about this, uh, the, the and, and again, the 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 reporting did not come from the governor's office. It came from the um, the New York State Troopers office, who, in a sense, were being kind of um, drafted to to defending the governor. When asked about the reassigning, they said, well, uh, uh, it's, it's important that, uh, th that a, a trooper not have developed a, a personal relationship to anybody in the governor's office um, because uh, you know they, they, they have to, they might have to, um, you know, put their life on the line for, yeah. you know, for, for the client. Blah blah blah. In case <laughs> the governor wants to kill one of his own children, you can't have a good but, relationship. With them. But 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 what we but what we learn what we what we learn what, basically what we learn is that uh, they they are stickler for details about personal relationships involving the governor and the state trooper. Uh, and and so they say this guy has to uh, has to be reassigned, but they they go in the opposite direction and reassign this young lady, changing the regulations to put her on the governor's uh, to put her on the governor's the detail because the go because the governor requested that is you know putting aside yeah. putting aside the sexual harassment charges. The, the, the 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 contrast between those those two situations is textbook um, abuse of power and, yeah. and, and 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 that and that is something that is that is something frankly that the 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 assembly um, who who is um, assessing um, impeachment um, impeachment charges against the governor that is something that they need to zero in on. And I think an important thing to, to note about that, I think many times when, when you have these cases of sexual harassment and there are multiple accusers, it can sound like you're saying, if you're not careful, you being any of us, not you, Robert, <laughs> it can sound like you're saying, well, this case was bad, but this is the real problem. And that one was fine. That's not what's being said. But what's being said here is that this is also specifically with this trooper, a place where like almost never is a trooper assigned to the security detail without having three years of experience. And the here you can see a little bit more clearly into a definite intention by the governor and his choosing, which is not to say like probably in those other, like if you walk into the governor's office and there's not but young attractive women, you can start to put together what his thought process is, but it's hard to prove it. It's hard to prove that there is an intention there and that there is a case with this trooper that's a lot more provable to say they flaunted the rules, they flaunted their own precedents just to move this woman here. We can only assume there's one reason why they did that. that, that that's exactly that's exactly right. And and, and you're right. Um, I, I'm in no way diminishing um, the, the, what seemed to be, and you know, based on the assessment of um, the attorney general's office, um, provable claims um, of inappropriate behavior um, from these from these other women, but the the trooper the trooper one is 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 really is really it really is a standout. And um, and oh, by the way, 
it's it's such a standout that uh, it's it's obviously the one that um, that, that caught the uh, the governor's office by surprise because uh, both the the the, the governor's um, um, video response <laughs> didn't did not mention that one at all. Yeah, and the response from his lawyers also completely avoided those. So it seems like- And they, they were, I believe they, they said that he will be responding to that story soon, yeah. which I bet he won't. Everybody said, oh, please give me, the, give me more, give me more. But no, it, it's very clear that they were ready for all of these other, all of these other um, charges and accusers. But, but this one, the trooper one, took them by surprise. And they've been and they've been trying to avoid as much as possible talking about talking about that because they, they it's clear that they don't have they don't have the clear clear facts on it and they and they didn't realize that this one they didn't realize that this one was out there which by the way whenever whenever you have one of these just as in similar to similar to Cosby similar to Donald Trump and so forth whenever you have these he said. She said, 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 kind of things. Um, you never know when there's when there's an eleventh she said or a twelfth she said or a fourteenth or twentieth, you know, exactly. It might be easier for us to put together a list of the women in Albany that uh that Andrew Cuomo hasn't sexually harassed. I think it's Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, and that's it. I think what is well, let's talk about the governor's response. You mentioned this video. He released a video shortly after. Uh, after the attorney general's findings, which if you watch these the attorney general the press conference, email that I've been I've been feeling up. Yeah, for here's a, everyone I've ever touched, <laughs> uh, which was as apparently the entire presidential line of succession. <laughs> um, for the but uh, you know he released who hasn't a, been touched by Andrew Cuomo after this thorough uh, press conference, which was as smartly I'd say also like it was delivered in a really intelligent way. They made it as like serious, somber, and apolitical feeling as possible, which was very smart for the attorney general, given she is often mentioned as a potential candidate for governor. They made this, they kept it about, but, and yet it was still a pretty harrowing thing. But like I had to turn it off at a certain point. I was like, this is just painful to hear all of this. Uh, and the word, the word butt was used quite a few times, you know, well, he, boy, he was squeezed it? her butt. He, he likes squeezing, <clears throat> he squeezed her butt and he squeezed yeah, her butt too. He was, yeah. likes those butts. He's a butt man. Um, uh, oh. the governor issued <laughs> a video response. <laughs> yeah, it could <laughs> actually based off his video response and his aggressive response. He likes butts, but will definitely lie. <laughs> I issued a video response that was well as, played, pathetic, Tom Brennan, well as, as pathetic a thing as I've ever watched, where he really said, you know, in, as, a, as an Italian-American, he's just a, an affectionate guy. And first of all, I'll say in his defense, who could look at the face of Andrew Cuomo and think there's a cuddly, affectionate guy? <laughs> Andrew Cuomo looks like if you described him like if he if he were just a criminal and harassed you and you described him to the cops midway through the cops would be like no come on what does he look like <laughs> this is you're describing a dick tracy villain you're describing an easter island head and a dick tracy villain having a baby um, this gargoyle like, of a man who was who was that who, who was dick 
uh, flat top and who's the who is the other dick tracy villain who there was prune face prune there face. was I mean, he's, uh, he's more he's more prune face than he is flat top that's, that's got a bit of a hammerhead too from spider-man going on um <laughs> but uh what an affectionate man that was his defense he's also now quickly moved to try and attack the credibility of some of the lawyers working uh, in the district attorney's or in the attorney general rather's office and claiming that their deep connection to longtime enemy of cuomo pre barrara means that they they can't be credible and unbiased he's really he's going like he's going like smart politician version of trump on this like he's attacking credibility he's at least using really tenuous connections rather than just making shit up but it is we are seeing it is basically a a donald trump style defense out of andrew cuomo and that is kind of all he has left at this point because i think a thing that's interesting and robert you and i uh you and i talk about this a lot uh but a a because America only really got to know Andrew Cuomo last year uh, during the pandemic, when he bravely responded uh, to a president by just saying what was actually going on in our city and state, except for the nursing homes. Um, but he, uh, you know, like he, it's, and we talk about this, what I've referred to, we talk about this a little bit with the CDC as well, how like, you know, Fauci, Cuomo, all these, all these various figures in 2021 are being viewed not to compare certainly not comparing the personal flights of Cuomo and Fauci, but are received differently because they do not have, uh, they're not being contrasted with a president who's just lying, right? They're not being contrasted with Donald oh, Trump, totally who, incompetent or, just yeah, to exactly. remind you, was telling us to drink bleach. Uh, that happened. That's a thing that occurred. And so Cuomo doing these daily press conferences where he talked about what was really happening and had scientists scientists and doctors who he did not interrupt and didn't try to undermine talk he seemed very very competent and leaderly and look he's as a manager you know he is a very competent polit- leader and manager when he is not uh being distracted by his own self-destructive ego uh which is a lot of the time but an important thing to note here is and i think about this a lot uh cuomo is you know you look at Cuomo's situation right now and this is why it helps in politics to have friends and allies which is not to say he wouldn't be in trouble for doing this uh had he friends and allies and not to say he shouldn't be in trouble he absolutely should be but uh no one's rushing to defend this guy because he has alienated the far left the middle of the democratic party in new york state certainly the republicans in new york state don't have a lot of love for him um no they, they never did you know yeah uh, he, you know, he's he's gone out of his way to alienate almost everyone except like, I don't know, Melissa DeRosa. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, you know, um, all, you know, no one's rushing to defend this guy. No one really, you know, like politics is everyone in politics, in my view, is always sort of 50 percent terrible and 50 percent decent. Uh, which is not to say terrible, terrible, but like 50 percent of them is looking out for their career and their own interests at all times. 50 percent of them is looking out for the good of the people. Uh, and when the two overlap, great. <laughs> but when they don't overlap, I, I, no, I too would, bad. I, I would go I, I would go I would go 40, 40, 20. Frankly, you know, what's the twenty-four? You know, well, no, no, the 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 twenty the twenty percent can like you know, kind of float in between, you right. know, float in between. They're 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 um they're convincible. You know, the twenty percent are the twenty percent are the difference between those who were um uh, calling for um uh, you had a significant number of Democrats who were calling for 
um, Cuomo's um, re resignation, you know, five or six months ago, four or five months ago. Uh, when this report came out, you had a whole host of others. Um, uh, actually, I would say maybe 40 to 60%, maybe 60% of Democrats were calling for his resignation um, four or five months ago. Now it's almost it's it's almost um, it's almost it's almost universal, and that that in the in the bigger picture of the uh, of the public that twenty there's that twenty percent of um, mm. the, twenty percent. I would say right now um, uh, the latest polls have it. I think of like maybe twenty five percent of Democrats don't want him to resign, but that's um, that, that's almost that's almost double. Um, or excuse me, that's half of, of what it was uh, of what it was four or five months ago, which just means which just goes to show that uh, a report of this nature is so devastating that 50% um, of the 50% of Democrats who were still willing to to stick it out with um, with Cuomo, they've fallen by the wayside. Yeah. So. I'll let to say, like, I think when it comes to elected officials, the fastest way to get an elected official to not support uh, another elected official is for them to be both unpopular and accused of a crime. <laughs> like, it's a real easy call in that regard. Uh, but now Andrew Cuomo likely, you know, I, he seems to be refusing to resign. I would be very surprised if he does resign. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he, he's, he's that kind of alpha maniac. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, he's very, he's a very similar figure to Donald Trump, like in that, that sort of refusal to, to give in, you know, unlike Trump, he was a competent administrator who knew how to, to, knew how to actually get things done and, and wield power. Uh, but, uh, you know, likewise, I would be very surprised if he resigns before, you know, certainly before impeachment charges are brought up. Uh, as of this recording, he has, I believe, to the end of this coming week to present his, defense and, and, and submit defense to stop, and that is to stop an impeachment from happening, or is that to just the defense uh, that will be used and referenced to throughout the entirety of the hearing? Uh, basically, uh, this is, uh, the, the, the impeachment, the impeachment process would still continue, but it would um, be um, the defense's last chance to to um, introduce as much uh, potentially, you know, exculpatory, you know, pre uh, uh, pre indictment is one of a better phrase, pre pre indictment um, uh, information that the um, uh, that, that the um, what do you call it the um, the Assembly Judiciary Committee, you know, can take a look at before they make a determination as to whether they're going to formally um, bring forward um, bring bring forward charges. There will be more. Uh, there will be more intermediary um, stages uh, before uh, the assembly has like a final vote and so forth. But uh, but this is this is basically the uh, the uh, the last chance that the uh, that the governor has before uh, the uh, the judiciary committee makes a um, makes a preliminary takes a preliminary vote. So the picayune stuff of impeachment aside, one stop me from wrong here because I don't know a ton about New York State impeachment. Like from a from five thousand feet up sort of the same and that the assembly just votes to impeach and then the Senate will vote on whether the or big, not to the big, big The big, big difference. You're right. Um, the, the big difference from what, what happens um, uh, at, the, at the national level, at the federal level, in terms of a president 
potential impeachment and what happens in New York is if, um, if, the, if the House votes to impeach, um, the governor temporarily loses his power um, to govern um, until, um, the, the, until the trial is adjudicated. The lieutenant so, governor would be the acting so governor. The, the, in that the, the, the lieutenant governor becomes acting governor. So it's it's the it's very interesting uh, in in terms of the in terms of the way New York um, New York works in the sense that um, uh, impeachment at the at the state at the state level is in a sense a punishment in and of itself because right. that the governor no longer had the, the the governor no longer has his power while the powers that be are assessing whether he should be allowed to continue his powers. And if um, acquitted, he would get those powers back, and, but in that time, he would he wield no power whatsoever. That's exactly correct. That's exactly Which right. Is, and, I, and I think that's the most, that's the most fascinating part. That's the most interesting thing to me too, is that Cuomo strikes me as someone who like, like just any that's day like hell. without that's his power. That's pure hell for him. Yeah. I mean, so he's got, he'll, have the, he, he'll have the title, but he'll have the title but he'll have no he'll have no power. He'll be like you know screaming and yelling to the um, uh, screaming and yelling to the heavens um, and uh, yeah and calling so the state police to have all of his daughter's boyfriends reassigned and just being told no. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. So my question for you is this: like he strikes me like he won't resign, but I don't know. You think if it gets to a point where he's impeached, he might then resign? Um, I think so. I, yeah. um, I, I in in. Um, uh, the, the the conservative writer uh, um, Seth Barron, who's affiliated with um, uh, the Manhattan Institute and some other organ, he has a he's got a column this weekend in the in the um, in the in the in the New York Post where he he, uh, he says that uh, uh, you know Cuomo Cuomo's going through all the stages of grief right now, and at some point he's going to hit acceptance okay. and realize that the, the the end is near from him and, and when he hits acceptance that's when he'll um that's when he'll that's when he'll step down and i think that's i i, I think that's i think that's right because the real writing along the, the real the writing went on the wall uh you know a few hours after um the attorney general releases a report and um a few months ago, a few months ago, when the initial charges and when the when the initial claims started to come out, um, the the Senate Majority Leader uh, Andrea Stewart, Stewart Cousins, she said that the governor needed to step down. Yeah. Um, the the Assembly Leader, the Assembly Leader never said that. Um, Carl Hasty. Um, yeah. Carl Hasty. He 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 Who held back. I would say, as much as Cuomo had allies, was a bit yeah, of a that, Cuomo that, ally. That's the that's the point. He was a, he was an ally. He, he, however, after the report came out, he, he said that um, the uh, uh, the information that's detailed in this report um, reflects on an individual who um, uh, no longer deserves to remain in office. And uh, he, you know, he, he they, they, the, the the Assembly Democrats had their own uh, conference call and it was very very clear that there's no support for 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 Cuomo staying stay, staying in office yeah and, and let's uh, let's do it hasty 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 who had been basically slow walking the yeah. because the the impeachment um, procedure had actually started a few weeks ago but they had been they had been slow walking 
partly because they were waiting to to see what was coming out of the attorney general's office and partly because they had a budget but, to vote on too <laughs> yeah but right out but, but but right after uh, the attorney general's report they, they they started to say you know we are now ex- we, we are expediting this yeah. so if and, if, and it, they, if the justice if if the judiciary committee reports it out somewhere in between the judiciary committee reporting it out and the entire assembly um, voting, um, vote, voting on it. Um, I think, um, um, I think Cuomo will, uh, will resign. I think you're probably right. I think let's do a quick roll call of the folks who have called on him to design on him to resign. We have the President of the United States, Joe Biden, Vice President Harris, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, also the senior senator from New York, uh, junior senator from New York, Kirsten Gillibrand, leaders of the New York State Assembly and Senate major mayors of the state of New York, uh, and uh, I think one that was the harshest nail in the coffin for him, state Democratic Party chair, uh, Jay Jacobs, Jacobs, who who is is a, as Trump, or as Cuomo, a ally as they come. He was a hand-picked head of the party. The head of the party, the head of the state party, um, just like probably in most state parties, in the, in the country is, uh, is, is either appointed or approved um, by the governor. And so, uh, yeah, so, so his, uh, his, his, his stating that, um, um, you know, makes it, uh, you know, is, is, is about as, um, uh, is about as, he's just died in the wall, uh, a, an ally of um, the governors you're gonna find. And, and his calling for his resignation basically um, tells you how bad it is. And oh, by the way, and we should, we should also, so not forget, and I'll comment on this because I don't want you, you need to. Uh, the the the, um, um, the 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 mayor of the largest city in the state um, has had had called for his resignation, you know, weeks ago. But um, um, but but uh, uh, you know, it's it's even more it's even more cemented as well. I mean, it's yeah. And I think uh, we don't have an exact tally in front of us right now of the Assembly and the Senate, but I know it's a large number of Democrats in the Assembly and Senate, and I can only assume a large number of Republicans in the Assembly and Senate as well. Let's put it uh, this way. Let's let's put it this way. There is um, there is a um, there is there, there is a majority um, there's there's a majority in the Assembly ready to um, impeach um, the governor, and and there is a majority in the Senate ready to remove him um, from office. Uh, the, in, e- in each body, uh, Democrats have kind of adopted what, what used to be known in, um, uh, in, the, uh, in the House of Representatives as the Hastert rule, meaning that you don't want to pass either a legislation or a, 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 serious, um, um, a serious action of the body Without a majority of the majority, but I think there is a there are, there's a majority of Democrats um, ready to indict and to impeach, and there's a I think there's a majority of Democrats in the Senate that are are, are willing to um, based on what we know now are, are willing to remove him as well. Uh, they should really rename that Hastert rule when they get. Done. <laughs> uh, and again, it's kind of tough to wrestle with your conscience on that one. Yes, exactly. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Certainly won't name it the Cuomo rule. Uh, and for uh, folks again who aren't from the I'm, New York, I'm groping for I'm groping for something oh other. Boy, all right. Uh, that you might be able to come up with. For folks who are not from the New York State area, again, can't stress this enough. There's a lot of people, a lot of Democrats in the state Senate and state Assembly 
who don't own oh andrew cuomo shit like this isn't like this isn't like trump you know republicans poetically said my friend poetically said this isn't like trump republicans who might owe trump for getting them over the over the victory uh the the victory finish line back victory in 2020 line. uh you know they don't owe him a thing in fact many of them got elected in spite of him uh many of them got elected uh as a check on cuomo and his powers uh, I think a big to do in 2018 and mentioned this before, you know, uh, actor Cynthia Nixon led a sort of challenge slate against Cuomo and his sort of handpicked uh, some of his handpicked uh, statewide candidates, including Tish James, who uh, good thing, good thing she won that race, but also a slate of senators who were running against uh, what was referred to as the independent Democratic caucus uh, in the New York State Senate were a group of uh, Democratic senators who caucused with the Republicans. And, uh, and uh, it was not, you know, Cuomo wasn't exactly disappointed that the Democratic Party didn't have complete unified power in Albany because it gave him more power. So a lot of those senators won their races, even though Cynthia Nixon lost the primary. A lot of those senators got uh, got pulled over the finish line because of her. Uh, and a lot of people in the state, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, I referenced a, a, a parent's generation. There are a lot of people who liked Cuomo as a governor, but agreed that there needed to be more oversight from the state Senate who then voted for, who split their tickets and voted for these people to be a check on Andrew Cuomo as well. So there's a lot of scores to be settled uh, coming up. Uh, and you mentioned uh, your, your uh, Seth Barron's article and I, I read that article as well. And I think what's interesting, what has me most nervous is uh, going through the stages of grief, the dabda of it all. Uh, um, I'm real anxious about what happens when this guy hits anger. <laughs> it is gonna be ugly. Uh, I feel like to think ugly, about like he's maybe the only thing he has left, and the reason why he might not just resign on the spot. I assume he know. I assume he's the kind of guy that probably has a lot of dirt on a lot of people, uh, and I think it's gonna get real ugly for for a few people in the state leadership. Uh, and I have no reason to know this. I don't know it for a fact. Uh, I'm just saying like this Cuomo strikes me as someone who's like, he's going to burn this house down on the way out the door. No, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, um, and that is, and, and that is frankly, you know, one of the reasons why uh, he has no, um, he has no friends because uh, we saw this, um, uh, we saw this earlier, we saw this at the end of last year slash earlier this year when um, um, one of the, one of the thorns, thorns in his side, on the assembly side, is, is assembly, uh, Assemblyman Ron Kim, and it was like very clear that when um, Kim was one of the handful of Democrats who were um, who who were criticizing Cuomo over the handling of the nursing home situation, which, by the way. Uh, uh, before we completely get off of the of the impeachment um, story, uh, I I think uh, as much as there as much as the sexual harassment has moved the assembly to go against Cuomo, uh, I would uh, recommend that the assembly not make the mistake that um, House Democrats made in both 2020 and uh, 2021 in in just bringing a single action um, against the governor, because uh, the, this issue that we were talking about before of uh, abuse of power, 
um, while it's the the, the, the the examples of the troopers is, you know, weaves in perfectly with the sexual harassment charges, uh, the abuse of power um, can also be seen in um, um, uh, his his shaky book deal. Um, the, this, this, the question, um, the question about um, bad materials being used in the in the rush to um, to get the Tappan Zee um, uh, rebuilt and then renamed um, the Mario Cuomo um, uh, the, uh, the, the, the Mario the Mario Cuomo Bridge. Uh, anyway, Ron Kim uh, raised these issues about the nursing home and so forth, and then suddenly you you got this whole torrent. Of, 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 of information um, about Ron Kim, putting him in a, uh, trying to put, paint him in a, in a corrupt or, or a bad light. You are quite right. I mean, the, the, uh, the governor has been, the governor has been around, uh, has been in office for about 11, for about 11 years. And uh, he has probably got numerous files on a whole, ho on, a, on a whole host of, on a, on a whole host of, of, um, of, of politicians, and uh, you're right. He won't. He he will not go down. He will not go down fighting um, uh, quietly. So yeah. Well, and not only he was in office for 11 years as governor, uh, and he was attorney, attorney general, general for four, before, years four years before that. Uh, boy, I can't wait to check out the paperback version of that book of his. By the way, uh, I love man. What does it say about a man that killing grandparents is the second worst thing he's done? Uh, well, it's going to get ugly in this state, but uh, um, all we can do is uh, uh, pray. Uh, man, all that. Imagine if he had fixed the subway. <laughs> think of how much uh think of how much this state might have let him off the hook uh speaking of getting off the hook let's talk about one other uh news story you may have missed over the weekend uh uh act uh he was, he was acting attorney general acting united states uh attorney general jeff rosen uh who was acting ag for the last uh little bit it's kind of like uh, a yeah, uh, great get to be called attorney general for life uh, of the last president of the United States, who, as a reminder, was Donald John Trump. Uh, he uh, spent most of this past Saturday, just yesterday, in with the Senate, uh, I believe it's the Intel Committee. Or is it um, I think it was judiciary. I think it was. I think it's judiciary. Yeah. Let's keep talking, and we'll uh, we'll, 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 we'll fact we'll, check we'll, that. Uh, yeah. It's you know it's Sunday. Uh, <laughs> we're just trying to ease into the week. I'm coming back from vacation, uh, but uh, Jeff Rosen uh, went to tell them basically that the president, uh, in no no uncertain terms, uh, tried to get the Justice Department to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Uh, and uh, Rosen was in uh, delivery, closed close sessions delivering this testimony. Uh, in part, he's trying to do it real quick because uh, the, the, the Trump uh, organization, well, maybe not the organization, just Trump himself and his allies, uh, would like to sue him for releasing this information <laughs> and could, oh. uh, which is fascinating. <laughs> and, and it was, it, it was indeed, um... Well, he 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 um, uh, Rosen spoke to, spoke uh, had two audiences, um, and it was the, it was the Senate Judiciary Committee um, over the last couple of days. You're absolutely correct on that. But he also spoke with the the uh, the, the Department of Justice uh, Inspector General, um, and so the, the excuse that Repu the excuse that um, Republicans had 
uh, about not wanting to um, authorize either a uh, either a bipartisan committee, uh, a bipartisan com commission into January 6, or um, a um, or 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 a house or a house committee in, in the same thing as that. Well. DOJ IG is looking into this, and the Senate is looking into this, and we don't need any any any, any more. Um, what is really fascinating about that came that came out in this is uh, that um, Rosen helps paint the picture once we now see what happened on January sixth of a um, of a president of the United States uh, that from before um, November 7th, before election day, and then in the immediate uh, weeks, uh, weeks thereafter, was doing everything that he could um, to um, undermine the integrity of every aspect of the, uh, of the, electoral, of the electoral apparatus. And um, Rosen reportedly uh, uh, has said that, um, uh, Trump told uh, the Department of Justice to, and, and anybody who was paying attention to the first impeachment um, of Donald Trump's first impeachment will recognize how familiar this was, told the Department of Justice to just assert that the election, the election was corrupt. And Trump reportedly either wrote or told the, the, the DOJ, uh, all you have to do is, is, is say, announce publicly, that uh, there was corruption in various in various state electoral systems, and I, Trump, and congressional Republicans will do the rest. Uh, I want to point out you almost accidentally called it the Department of Injustice, which I enjoyed because like that's a hundred percent what it would have been called in the Justice League arc, where like they visit. Earth Six, where you know Emperor Luthor is in charge, and Attorney General Joker is launching an attack on Gotham City Hall. The, the, the Legion of the, the Legion of um, Trump expected the Legion of Doom um, to, uh, to, to you know to aid him in um, in, in in upending um, uh, in upending this election, and the, the the United States the United States temporarily dodged a bullet because number one. Um, uh, outgoing uh, Attorney General Bill Barr recognized what Trump was doing, and he did not want to have any. He 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 had had enough of this, um, particularly since he'd also at the same time been dealing with um, Rudy Giuliani and uh, and Sidney, um, the the lawyer, um, you know, complaining about about the uh, um, uh, complaining about the uh, the ballots and all this other kind of stuff, and uh, uh, Barr resigned, Rosen, realizing how blatantly corrupt this was and refused to go along, going, go, go along with it, also, also completely, completely pushed back. And, but, but it, it, it does underscore, you know, uh, how close, uh, how, how, how close we got to a real constitutional, um, constitutional crisis. Um, yeah. If, um, if Rosen, if Rosen had, uh, you know, um, 
you know, one fifth less integrity and basically decided to be browbeaten by the by the president, um, by the president, by the president of the United States. Um, we could have had a, we could have had a I shouldn't say we could have had a violent insurrection. We could have had a more violent insurrection than the one that actually occurred on January 6th. I think the best thing that happened to this country in the last four years was Michael Cohen going to jail, because when Michael Cohen went to jail, all of these goons like had evidence in front of them that said, this guy's not going to stick his neck out for you <laughs> because I'm sure integrity was part of it for Rosen and maybe even Barr. But I think also they're like, I know that if I go along with this, I'm going to suffer and Trump probably isn't. Uh, and that was a big part of it too. So much, ah, I've been listening to uh, to the, the I Alone Can Fix It, the audiobook version of that after listening to Landslide, both of which are about the last year of the of the Trump uh, presidency and it seems like between not the not the, not the not the Fleetwood Mac song landslide that's true well I mean I listen to that every night but uh like between November and January 20th like so much of our country survived in part because bureaucrats were like I'm just gonna ignore that email <laughs> until he calls me I'm just gonna ignore that phone call until he calls six times I'm just gonna ignore what he said uh until he comes back to me about it like I don't like Mike Pence at all, but I have to give him credit that basically all reporting seems to find that Trump and his goons were like, hey, you can overturn the, ele overturn the election. And he's like, I can't. No. And then they're like, all right, you can and should. He's like, not only I can't, I, I won't. And they're like, so you're going to overturn the election, right? And he's like, no. And they're like, great, he's going to overturn the election. And like, that seems to be it at every turn is like just so a we'll bunch just, of people we'll, know no, they're we'll, not going to we'll, go to jail for this guy. And it's we'll a great just, thing we'll, that We'll just try and hang him, you know, and we'll just send in the hordes and and start and and then and try and track him down and hang him because he's not uh, he's not going to throw the election for us, you know. Lord. If worse comes to worse. What a crazy world! What? Oh, how are uh, we? How are we alive? Well, no, <laughs> you know how but, we're but, alive but, because goddamn heroes like Andrew Cuomo did everything in their power to keep us alive so that we could find out that they were sexual harassers and then take them down. And and well, we also God have to keep in mind. We we also God bless America, but we also have to be thankful for the fact, you know, that uh, you know none none of us um, were old enough to have to have been in nursing homes too, you know. So That's so true, yeah. So Cuomo, so Cuomo would have also been happy seeing his, you know, you know, seeing his died, you know, just as long as it didn't uh, impact his book sales too. So yeah. you know, let, 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 that's the that, that's the issue. There are no heroes there are no heroes in this in this in this tragedy uh, tom right? I, I know one important thing i can say this knowing what i do about the publishing uh, industry the book sales must have been nice but that dude spent that advance as quick as he could <laughs> like, well, well, before the, they could ask for it back the, 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 of course the, the 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 depressing part of this entire uh, situation is uh that um we did have a few people whether it was for their own uh, institutional, I mean, personal institutional um, bravery that they said no to Donald Trump uh, or whether it was because uh, they knew that he would not, um, uh, he, he would not stick uh, his neck out um, for them. Uh, that we should be very thankful for. Um, what is the, the, the depressing side of this though is that um, um, so many um, Republican legislatures, you know, since, November 7th and since January 6th have gone out of their way 
to try and um, fix the election on the front end um, by you know, and, and I'm not even not I'm not even talking about changing this the the specific uh, election laws um, referencing um, uh, electoral times and um, and uh, and voter ID and all of that kind of stuff. That's almost periphery. The really dangerous stuff is that um, it is empowered uh, state legislatures, particularly those in Republican states, um, to to take over um, local uh, to take over uh, uh, local county uh, um, electors under the um, under the under the under the flimsiest of priest of, of, yeah. of pretext. And uh, it, 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 you know, it's it's not just it's not just determining. The power is not just in, um, in, in those who determine who gets to vote. It's also in those who get to count, who, who get to count the votes. Yeah. And, and, and that can be the nightmare that we're facing in 2022 and 2024. And that's the thing we really need to be afraid of because I think, you know, I know so many people are like, oh, you know, Trump won't go away. He'll endorse people. He'll this and that and the other. But the truth is when he's not on the ballot, it doesn't really mean much. We've already seen this. Uh, we saw this in that Texas primary a few weeks back. Like he doesn't have a lot of sway uh, with the voters if he's not on the ballot, but he does have a lot of sway with these local legislators who are gonna change the change the rules of the game so that they can never lose. Either before uh, or after, exactly. Yeah. Well, we've done it again. We have uh, stretched a bonus episode out to the length of a regular episode. <laughs> and it was uh, just the two of us, you know. It was just, just well, that's less surprising. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one thing. I can't wait to read Chris Cuomo's book about all this. That's going to be a good read. Oh, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, before we sign off, just a quick reminder. This Friday night, we're going to be in the greatest city in the world. Asterisk uh, at the bottom of the comic book panel. Asterisk equals non-New York City edition. Uh, Philadelphia at Crossroads Comedy Theater with our old pals uh, doing a doing our second live in person show. Uh, I'm not, you know, the as of right now, uh, the rules of uh, of Philadelphia have not made vaccines a requirement to go see live shows, but masks will be required in the venue. And we are offering, as of right now, unless those rules change by the end of the week, uh, at the door, a little discount if you show your vaccine card. Um, again, pending rules not changing. Uh, um, and uh, it's going to be a great show. Our, our, our old pals, Daryl Charles and Rachel Samagran will be with us on the panel. Uh, as will uh, Emmy award-winning host uh, Kai Lani Palmisano, who's been on our show before, uh, who has a lot of thoughts about how you should treat restaurant workers when they, by no choice of their own, tell you you need to be vaccinated to enter their establishments, regardless of where you stand on that. Uh, she's going to explain to you, and she will be right, that, come on, these people are just doing their jobs. Give them a, cut, cut them a break. Uh, please come on out. Uh, tickets are available at a link that will be in the description of this episode. Crossroads Comedy Theater, great little space. Uh, down in South Philly, down theater in exile. Uh, uh, we're really excited. You know, a lot of people we've worked with before, but it's our first time in this space and we're excited to do the show. So come on out Friday, August 13th, 9.30 p.m. Uh, and uh, that's it for us. Robert, where can folks, as always, find you online uh, to, um, to find out more the, of your musings? Yeah. <laughs> on the Twitters, uh, you can find me at, at, at Rob George. Uh, come for the come for the puns. Stay for the trenchant political analysis, or vice versa. Uh, on the on the Instagrams, 
you can find me at uh, robgeorge29. Um, um, you might uh, end up seeing little parts of my uh, newly resurgent um, stand-up comedy uh, career, quote unquote, he, he chuckled. Uh, and you can also um, uh, find me at B Opinion, um, where you can find my, my columns. Um, you can find my uh, interviews with some of my um, colleagues on the Bloomberg Opinion uh, editorial board. And you can find um, many of our um, uh, other Bloomberg Opinion columnists um, at B Opinion as well. Thank you much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Robert. And I'm Tom Brennan. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Brennanator, on Instagram at Brennanatorgram. And yes, all of my opinions do reflect the opinions of my former employer, Marvel Entertainment, a subsidiary of the Walt <laughs> Disney uh, Company. Uh, <laughs> thank you, as always, to Ned Thorne for being our show announcer. Thank you to Declan Chalvey and Jordi Belair for designing the Electoral Dysfunction Eagle. And thank you to Joanne Harris for composing our theme music. And again, check us out this Friday, Crossroads Comedy Theater, Friday, August 13th, lucky number 13, uh, 930 p.m. See you then. Bye-bye.